0: New Hope Outreach Ministries making a difference by taking the gospel from word to action. And now, today's message. Thank God for being able to be here. Amen. Hopefully you had a good week. If you didn't, it's over. You can start a new one. By the grace of God. Is God good? All the time, All the time God is good. The um, Lord woke me up the other morning. I was about half asleep and awake at the same time. But he shared some things with me. By he said that um, there can be more suddenlies. For those that expect them, if you expect them, they're coming. The one of the things that you know, um, since I went through this, this medical journey that we're going through, um, I begin to realize there's a lot of things I knew about God, but didn't know about God. I know of Him, but didn't know Him. And since this whole ordeal. It really taught me some things about, about life and appreciation. And then one of the things really, um, Hilda and I have always had a good relationship. You know, we you know, we never fought and none of this other crazy stuff. But I was not always the best husband there was. Sometimes I could be really rough around the edge. And I recall there was there were points in my life where she would tell me, "said just said thank you." I was so in pride in myself, I wouldn't even say thank you. Some of the stuff that she did, and and now going through what we're going through, a lot of that has changed. A lot of conversation that we would um, she wanted to talk to me about, I wouldn't do it because of pride and arrogance and. Self-centeredness and all this other stuff and because of that um, She was very uh, open and very understanding for the fact that um, They're praying that one day that John would change But we did not know that this medical journey That we're on now in the last few months have changed all that our relationship is better communication is better We can talk about things now we couldn't talk about before. So what are you saying, Pastor John? I'm saying this. Sometimes God takes you through things to make you better. Not make you bitter, but to make you better. But that's entirely up to you as a person how you want to receive that. A lot of us feel that we, we really know God, and that's true. But that's on a surface level. God wants us to get to know him on a more personal level. Because, see, in order to be able to have a good relationship with, with people, you've got to have a good relationship with God. It's important. So that's why it's important. And, and, and God gave me this, and this subject this, this, and this week and about many are giving up too soon. And I put down a subject. Don't give up too soon. But I changed it a little bit. I said, many are giving up too soon. And and the reason for that, they can't see the trees for looking at the forest. They're so caught up in what they see to the point they really can't see God, the things he wants to reveal to them. We do God sometimes like going to a buffet. We pick and choose what we want to eat. We pick and choose what we want to hear many times, and sometimes the things we pick and the things we choose it may be good to us, but it's not necessarily good for us. And many times God want to talk to you about things, and and we have a tendency to blow it off. Well, you know, I, you know, I, I you know I don't feel like going to church today. You know, I just just don't feel like it. It's not about how you feel. It's about being obedient to what God is telling you to do. Well, I, I, I just don't feel like talking to them. And you continue to keep this, this trend of how you feel, you'll realize at some point in your life, your life's going to be controlled by how you feel, how you think, and how you see things. You're not going to be controlled by the Spirit. 'Cause it's all about how I feel. It's all about how I see it. It's all about how I think. If I don't think it's right, for I'm concerned, it's not right. But does, does that does that mean that it's not right? No. You just probably looking at it from a different perspective. And when you start looking at it through the eyes of God, things changes Changes in so, so many ways. The Bible says in the book of 3 John chapter 3 and verse 1 and verse 2, the reason why many times why we're not successful because God said above, he said, he said, behold, what manner of love in the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because, because it knew him not. Beloved, this is the point. We are, it said, now are we the sons of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know when he shall appear, we're going to be like who? It's not, you're not going to be like Pastor John. You're not going to be like Miss Conchetta. You're not going to be like whoever else the goal is to for you to change you to become like him so that me in order for that to do that it's going to take work all that resistance all that fighting all that rebellion that you're doing you're not doing that against yourself honey you're doing that against God because God is trying to change you to become just like him not like them and people say, well, you know, God, you know, child, this is just the way I am. Well, that's the way you are, but you don't want to stay that way. Because if, that's the way, if, if God didn't want you to let you stay that way, he would never die on the cross. He will change in your life. And listen to me. Change is not a bad thing. It is a good thing, really. I tell you, all the changes that God had brought in my life in the last several months, I can't do nothing but thank him for it, really. And you would do the same thing. And he said, well, guess what? Look at his last scripture. Said. Look at the last scripture. And that, that third chapter. He talks about, beloved, 3 John, 3 John back on overhead, chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Um, it's so important that you, that God wants you to prosper. He wants you to prosper. Amen. How does he want you to prosper? Even as your soul prosper. Down in your soul. So when your soul is healed, when your soul is well, everything externally works well as well. It's just like a fruit. A fruit does not ripen outside in. It ripens inside out. And once you get your heart right, once God is able to, and look what he said that. So I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. Remember, I said this is year to turn around. It's not God's will for you to be broke, to be poor, and to walk around milling around about what you don't have. That's not his problem. Your problem is this are you willing to obey God and do what God tells you to do? So you can receive the blessings. When it comes to money, he said the measure that you meet shall be measured to you again. Pressed down, shaken together, shall men give unto your bosom. So the measure you meet is coming back to you. So if you don't if you give sparingly, if you sow sparingly, all these things gonna come back to you. Has nothing to do with God. That's a decision that we make as a person what are we going to do and how are we going to do things, whatever. And people get mad, so, well, you know, well, God ain't blessing me. Guess what? He's not to the point that he won't bless you. Remember what he did to Cain and Abel, you know, Cain and Abel. Cain, you know, God told Cain, said, so look, if you did what was right, would I not bless you too? And many times we want to do our own thing, but we want to expect God's great blessings. It don't work that way. The devil can bless, too. He can cause things to happen just like you're being blessed, too. But guess what? It's only going to be temporarily. You want the blessings of the Lord that make us rich and adds no sorrow with it. You don't want to just come trickling in. You want things to continue to flow in. And you stay connected to God. God can do that by the grace of God. And God has has a great thing for us. In the book of Genesis, um, I want to visit that for a few minutes, uh, chapter 50 and verse 20. Remember Joseph said, he said that what was meant to be evil, God worked it to be good. Many of us right now, is under construction. God changes some things in you. And many of us, Are rebelling against some of that instruction because we, we don't have the time. We just don't want to do it and resisting and fighting all the way. But listen to me and listen to me good. The most challenging things you want to do in your life is to resist God and fight God. Because in the end, guess what? You're going to lose. You're going to lose. And he said that um, what was meant to be evil, God meant it to be good. Many times we find ourselves in some very difficult situation. Look at your neighbor and say, difficult situation. And we wonder why and how we end up there. So when you look at the life of Joseph, he was a young man. And you think about being a young man in his position. He was considered to be the favorite son, the favorite. The father had already given him a coat of many colors. And so he sort of like felt that he was top rooster with all other hens and other roosters, felt that he was in charge. But God had gave him a dream about at some point he's going to position him Look at your neighbor said position him <laughs> to be in a position of authority, but what Joseph did not realize that how God being seventeen years old, how God was going to step in and change all that and develop him look at your neighbor said develop. develop. don't look at change, look at being developed, how God is working in your life, how he's developing you and making you become better so what happened was eventually he was sold, sold into slavery. Now, having a dream, becoming this great person, and authority or whatever, it's unimaginable to find yourself being sold into slavery, being, you know, being treated the way he was treated. It's unimaginable because you've got to remember, you, you, you're the good guy. I mean, you always had, as though Burger King said, you've always had your way. But guess what? It's no longer your way. Now it has to be my way. So God had to step in the situation to refine, define, and put some things in place so he could really be the person he wanted to be. And one of the things he did was, in, in in the book of um, Jeremiah, in book of Genesis, chapter 39, verse 4, you're going to, have to write these scriptures down because we can go on pretty fast. God taught him how to serve. God taught him how to serve. Many things when you're going through life, when you're going through troubles and trials, you just only look at the hardship. You're not looking at how God is using this to help you. Remember what Romans 8, 28 says? What does it say? We know. What do we know? We know that all things work together. For what? For the good of not for everybody, but those who are called according to his purpose. So even though it looks like chaos, God's hand is still in it. He's still in it to win it. The only thing you have to do, like I said last week, is to adjust your attitude. Say, God, I don't really, this is unpleasant for me, but I know you will give me the grace and strength to get me through it. So he taught him how to serve by working with other people. Some people can do good working by themselves, but some people don't do so well working in church. Even when New Hope Outreach Ministry started, I remember there was a time when people didn't even want to work with each other. I don't like him. I don't like her, or whatever. But we love Jesus. God needs to fix that. At some point, that needs to be fixed, because you're not always going to work with people that you love. Because there's going to be some unlovable people going to come into the church, and they and they may just push your button or pull your straw, if your straw is not in place, if your button is not tight, you might end up having some problems. But he's working with you in every situation that you deal with so he can make you better. So he used the situation of working with the butler and the baker, whatever, God used that situation to teach Joseph at some point, you need to learn how to serve other scientists. It's not about yourself all the time and not all that but also to work with others to be able to work with them. some people are good is just doing stuff by themselves I mean they they enjoy doing stuff by themselves but that's great but how is that helping other people become better because you can take that institutional knowledge and pass on them same thing with mama, moms and dads they get very frustrated with kids because they didn't teach them how to make the bed when they are five or six years old. They didn't teach them how to sweep the floors and, and all that good stuff. Now, look at your neighbor said, say, now. Now I'm 17 years old. If you didn't expect me to do it then, why are you expecting me to do it now? All this teaching and training is to help them become men and women. Become better by the grace of God. So God taught um, Joseph how to work with others by being with the butler and the baker by the grace of God. And same thing God does for us. He does the same thing for us. Not only that, but also when you're going through troubles, many times your character, and your personality really shows. Especially when you get upset. When we get upset, man, we go from zero to 100 in a minute. But see, the poem of it is you can't always do that in a Christian setting. You can be quick to listen. Was slow to speak. And how can you do that? How can you do this? By discipline. Because this is one thing about me, man. I tell you what. I was not short when it came to words. I was fast on my feet when it came to words. And then I married somebody that was faster than I was. And that wasn't always good. You can think what you want to think, but you better be careful what comes out your mouth. Because that's important. You know, we're growing up in the Carolinas, I'm not sure you guys use this old term. Sticks and stones break my bones. but words were never harm. There's a life on the pits of hell. People bought off into that lie, and even people today that are much older than you and I still believe that same lie. Well, it's just words, but words have power, have a tremendous amount of power. So here was, God is positioning Joseph to take on a position where Joseph's character has to be questioned. Well, you know I'm a good person. I'm good, I can do this, I can do that, whatever. But now, what about when it comes into immor- um, immorality? Being in a pastorship. You know, one thing that take a church down quicker than anything else, women, money, and power. If you want a church to be destroyed, one of those three things will be the culprit to destroy it. Money, women, and power. And the thing about Joseph was the fact that he had a relationship with Jesus, so when Potiphar's wife came to approach him, he refused. He refused giving to her by the grace of God. Go to the book of Genesis. Look at Genesis chapter thirty-nine, if we will, verse seven, seven through nine. After a time his master, you know the one thing about the devil. He got plenty of patience. Remember the Bible says he only left Jesus for a season. He waited on you. So the Bible said here, then after a time, his master wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, lie with me. Come on here, boy. Let me educate you on some things. But guess what? But he did what? He refused. What is God doing here? God is teaching him now for greater things in the future. Because once you start one time, it's easier to do it again. God knew that. So he took him, allowed him to go through all types of training Things, even though it was challenging to him. But what was God doing? He was doing what? Look at that D word. He was developing him for greater things down the road. And see, and that's the way you got to look at your life. It's not like God is trying to hurt me. He's trying to harm me. But God is developing me for greater things down the road. Why is he wanting me to do this? Why is he calling me to do this? He is developing you for greater things down the road. Because you got to remember, we can't see the trees. We're looking at the forest. But he see way beyond that forest and those trees by the grace of God. God God is an amazing God. And not only, that, but also think about all what his family done to him. Can you imagine going into a position where you got control over them, where they now do not have control over you, you're in a position to help them versus to take from them, what would you do? God had to work through all that, had to have Joseph, Joseph work through that. Because when his family came to him, over there in the book of, um, um, and go to the book, book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 16 verse, and, and, and verse 6, it's important to understand you got to learn how to forgive and forget. You got family members that have done things to many of you. It's hard to forget. You forget it until you see them. And the moment you see them, you have fresh memories. The way you know that you can forgot you have forgotten something you can has long moved on when you can talk about it without having feelings and emotion behind it. If you can talk about it freely, laugh about it, then you can deal with it. You're done with it. But if you can't, you're not done with it yet. You still got some healing to do by the grace of God. God is good. Amen? He's an amazing God. Now, for this year, 2022, And over the years, we have suffered a lot of losses. I can count for myself money and time and all types of stuff. But this is the year of what? The year of return. So how can I now be able to get all this stuff back that the devil had taken from me? Go to Joel, Joel chapter 2 and verse 25. I know it's out of sequence, Daphne, but I'm just bear with me just a little bit. Then we're going to 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 8. Um, go to Joel chapter 2 and verse 25. He said that this word, remember the word you guys were saying, this word, restore. That's that word again, restore. I will. It's not that I can't. Maybe it is possible we may be able to do it. He said, I will restore to you, what? The years that the locusts has eaten, and the, and the canker worms, and the caterpillars, in it, and the palmer worms, my great armor which I sent among you. God said, I'm going to restore. I'm going to restore. But what has happened is this, or what has happened over the years, Many have given up too soon. Look at your neighbor and too soon. We get close to the door, and for some reason, we let the devil get us angry, and we shut the door off from us going through the door. And that's why we got to continue to make another decision. I want you to concentrate and focus on this word this week called pursue. 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 Remember over there in the book of um, Samuel, Samuel chapter thirty, chapter thirty and verse thirty-one. David had and his and his, and his army had lost all of the, the the kids, and the enemy had came through and basically raped and took everything they had. First huh? um, Samuel chapter 30 and verse eight. Took everything they had. Have you feel like you've been raped and taken every all the stuff you've been had been taken? You're now destitute and nothing. I don't know about you, but I felt that way before in the past. I remember back in the, what was in the '80s or whatever, we was uh, we was behind, got, got some credit cards and whatever. <laughs> And, and the credit card was uh, was causing outgoing more than our income, so we ended up going through debt consolidation and getting it all straight. But we learned a valuable lesson from that. We ain't doing that no more. So my point is this: David inquired at the Lord, saying, "Shall I pursue this troop?" Well, what can I do? I mean, I don't have nothing left. It's, you know, uh, nobody want to help me or whatever. It's not about them. It's about you and Jesus. David asked the question, and if your ears are open and you got a good relationship with Jesus, Jesus gonna to talk to you. But if you, cause the Bible said in the book of book of John said what? 10th chapter, my sheep does what? They know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. When you ask God a question, God can give you some answers if you listen. But what you have to do is you have to develop that type of relationship with him to learn how to and tune to him. So when he tells you something, you know what he's telling you, by the grace of God. So David, when he said, shall I pursue this truth? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him. Come of God. He said, what? He said, do what? Pursue. Pursue for thou shalt surely do what? Overtake. overtake and cover all. Are you listening to me? You can sit there and cry and Eyes can swell like a baseball, God forbid. Talk about how bad you need the Lord, but unless you get up and do something about it, ain't nothing going to happen. Ain't nothing going to happen. God don't—he don't move our tears so much. Now don't get me wrong, tears tears does move God. But God is more, moved, more so moved by our faith and trust in him than we sit that begging and pleading. God, help me. God, won't you do this for me? But guess what? Unless you do it like a house, you can go in that room, that room can be tore up from the floor up. Everything disorganized. You can sit there for months, and that room will still be there. But unless you get up and do something about it, that room will still be there. Unless you pursue the things that God has promised you, the dreams, the promise that he's given you through different words over the years, unless you pursue them, you'll step into into eternity without them. You don't want to do that. God wants you to experience it here. And because what David did, because he pursued, the Bible says you read on through the short, read on through the chapter, not only did he recover, it, he got what belongs to him and also what belongs to others as well. Are we willing to pursue? Are we willing to just sit back and say, well, case of Whatever will be, will be. But I, re- I refuse to sit there and be that by the grace of God. Amen. Over there in the book of Samuel, first Samuel, Samuel chapter 30, verse 8, in the Amplified Version, it says that the Lord answered him and said, Pursue, you shall surely overtake them, and without fail, without fail, recover all. I'm telling you, God will do it. Because I know right now we're receiving stuff, we're getting stuff back. We know for a fact that the devil took foot must for years. But guess what? He got a lot more to give. Because we're taking it all back by the grace of God. Because this is the year return. We don't want a portion of it. We want it all. By the grace of God. Health, strength, time, the whole works. We want it all. And when you look at the word pursue, the word pursue means to chase, to track, to follow, to capture, to kill, and defeat. To chase, track, to follow, to overtake, to capture, to kill, or defeat. If you pursue, and that's why too many people, when they look at the situation in front of them, what's going around them, and in the frame of mind they're in right now, this is where a lot of people give up at because you know why? I just don't feel like messing with that. I don't feel like balling that. Because you know what? It's just a little bit too much for me. (laughs) The devil didn't think it was too much to take from you. And this, this is the attitude we got to have. We got to have that take them attitude. Fighting attitude. You punch me, I'm punching you back. You take from me, I'm taking it back by the grace of God. Everything you take from me, I'm getting it back by the grace of God. And we continue to do that, guess what? Things can happen. By the grace of God. Look at your neighbor and say, this is the year of miracles for me. This is the year of being successful. Everything, my hands touch. This is the year of health for me. This is the year of, of divine favor for me. I am prosper. I'm successful. This is my year of return. Amen. This is my year. And too often people are giving up, are giving up too quick, because they get tired. Don't get me wrong, we all get tired. But let us be weary, but not that we well are doing it. Go over there to the book of Luke. One of last scripture, we're going to share that with you. You know what? You guys are pros in Christ, you know that? I'm going to give you an acronym for that. As a matter of fact, the Holy Spirit dropped in my spirit last night. I'm going to share that acronym with you. Luke chapter 5. It was Jesus and the disciples. You know the good the great thing about God, He always gives you a good word. And followed by that good word, there's always gonna be an action to be played on your part. Are you listening to me? Well, that was a good word. It's not just a good word. But that word is something you need to apply. And many times we don't apply it. Because going back to the buffet, we pick and choose. Well, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I don't need that. You don't need to tell me that. No, if God is telling you to you, whether you think you need it or not, you need it. Take it, say, I take it, and I receive it by the grace of God. Now here the disciple was standing uh, by the lake, and they had been fishing and washing a net. Remember the subject this morning about giving up too soon. And after being out, these guys were no No amateurs, they were professional fishermen. They knew how to fish. They knew when to fish, the time to fish, the type of fish. They were just good fishermen. But at some point, by the grace of God, God will let you work your plan, look at your neighbors as your plan. for many years, many months. But at some point, you begin to realize your plan is no longer working. And what is God trying to do now? He's trying to teach you something different. He's trying to educate you on how to do the same things, but not only be effective for you, but to be effective and blessing to others. By the grace of God. So here they are. These boys are that fishing man. And, and Jesus Jesus said in verse 3. He ordered he was ordered to the ship by one of the ships. Which was Simon. Simon prayed him that he would thrust out a litter from the land. And he, and he sat down and talked the people out of the ship. And then verse 5. And Simon answered and said unto him. Master. We have tall all night. What that translates to saying, God, I'm tired. I don't feel it. you know how we are. God wants us to do something? God don't even bother now. I need some rest. Give me some peace. Get away from me for a while. I'll be back. But he told him said, look, um, Simon, in answering to him, said, Master, we have taught all night, all night, some of the night, but all night, and taken nothing. But nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Why is that important? I don't care how tired you get, how overwhelmed you get, when God speaks to you, you need to respond. You need to respond. Take a minute, take a second, or whatever, and you need to respond. And the Bible said when they did that, when they cast out his net like Jesus told them, guess what? You know the story. There were more fish than they can imagine. Not only was the ship full, but those that were associated with him shipped with four too. See, this is what we sung the song about, the overflow. It's just not you being blessed, but how others are being blessed with you by the grace of God. It ain't about us four no more. Forget that concept. It's about us. Let us be blessed. And when that happens, guess what? God can do some amazing things in your life. But if they had just given up too soon and decided to quit, they would never see that blessing. The whole, all the the decision was in their hand. They had to make the decision. Jesus said, well, boys, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. And you know the thing about God? He never tells you that, what's going to happen. He just tells you to do it. And when you do it, guess what? Oh, glory to God. Amazing things can happen. And that's why God just want us to just be just disciples. But he wants us to be pros. The word pro, to be a pursuer, to be a restorer, and to be an overcomer by the grace of God. That's what God wants us to be. I don't know about you, but that's what I am. Amen. And all this stuff that we're learning, all this stuff that God is teaching us by the grace of God, it's not something that we're coming up with, not my ideas. This is stuff from heaven that he's bringing to us. And before all this, this medical stuff took place, it was not happening this way. Or what, as, the, as the scriptures, as songs say, whereas I was blind, but now I see. Things are better. Things are getting better. And they're getting better and better every day. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Let us pray. <laughs> Father, we thank you for your word today. Father, too many are too close, and many of them are giving up. But, Father, I pray right now that you restore sight to those who have lost sight, that we will continue, God, to be what you want us to be and continue to grow, become all you want us to be, Father. And, Father, the most important thing is this. Continue to reveal to each one of us how much you really love us, O oh God. And what you really did on Calvary's cross, what you did for us, for us to enjoy what we now enjoy. And Father, never let us get to the point where we become careless or reckless or unsympathetic when it comes to dealing with others, oh God. Help us to love others, God, the way you love us. And Father, continue to walk in your righteousness and being the person that you want us to be. Father, we thank you, Lord, every day is a day of joy. It's a new day. It's a new day of celebration with you, God. It's not the same as it was yesterday. Because like a song saying, scripture says, every day, Father, it's it's a new day. It's a new dawning. And I thank you for this by your grace and your mercy. And I praise you and I honor you. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit lead you, guide you forever. Let us all say amen.